Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast. Hey, Johnny. Hi. Hola. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Doing well. Good, good. What's Happy happening? Happy to be back. Uh, not very much happening. It's quite grey outside. I think the the windows are tinted. But, Standard. Um, yeah, I mean... Apparently we're expecting a heat wave. Yeah, but I think it's heat wave plus rain. So... Brilliant. It's a heat wave everywhere in the country apart from Glasgow. Oh, I don't Pretty know why much. we chose to live here, but yeah. here we go. Um, so today we are joined by Kirsty. Hey, Kirsty. Hello. Kirsty, do you want to give a bit of an intro to your role, who you are? Sure. Um, so I am a senior paid social manager here at Tag Digital. Um, I've been with Tag for coming up for three years actually. My, three, my <gasps> Tag anniversary is in August, I believe. I'll let you know it'll be in my calendar. Yeah, so, yeah, and I'm just part of the social team, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that kind of jazz. TikTok. TikTok, yep, up and coming. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay, cool. So, of course, we have to start today with a quick fire. Who's going first? Do I have a quick fire? Mm. It's okay, you can just... I'll do do. Kirsty's first and then we can... Make some up for you. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Right, okay. Are we ready? Yep. Bath or shower? Shower. Brownies or cookies? Brownies. Oh, I know why you surprised. said that, because you make really good brownies. I'm really surprised at that, though, because I think I prefer cookies, but my own brownies. And I also like how quick you were. Yeah. You just went with your girl. Yeah, that was like professional quick fire. Okay, so yeah. I've interrupted it as well. Oh, no, that's fine. Interrupted okay. the flow. Okay. Skydive or bungee? Skydive. Why? don't know. I've not done either, but I feel like the... I feel like you'd get whiplash or something doing a bungee jump. Also, apparently your eyes can come out of the sockets. What, doing a bungee jump? Yeah. But I just, I think, why not just go higher and jump from a plane rather than jump You're more likely to die though, aren't you? No, no I actually I don't back what that. What happens if your rope snaps? Or your legs come off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your legs fall off mid-air. What are you going to do then? Your eyes come out and your legs come off. <laughs> so, I'm out. But I think if I was skydiving... I'm not scared of heights, but I'm, I'm pretty scared of falling out of plane and I splatting. think you ha- yeah. <laughs> so. You do have a parachute, but... I know, but what if I black out out of fear? No, you'll no, have someone strapped to you. They control it all. Yeah, yeah the first few rubbish. times. Yeah, that'd be rubbish if you blacked out. Well, how many times were you planning on skydiving? Pardon? How many times were you planning on skydiving? I don't know. <laughs> Might become a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my license. Yeah. Never know. Fair play. I'd be petrified. You'd have to push me out the plane. I don't like planes to begin with, so I'd rather bungee jump all day. Have you seen videos of people bungee jumping, though? It's petrifying. Yeah. I just feel like it it pings you back up. Like, that doesn't... I feel like that would hurt. I don't know why people do it. Anyway, okay, next. (laughs) Facebook or LinkedIn? In what sense? Um, I mean, creating ads... Okay, that's not very quick. Yeah, you need reasoning behind your answers d- for that okay, one. Okay, fine, but I didn't think that was going to be the hardest question I had there. But Sorry. Okay. D- there's no answer, though. 
Oh, right, give an answer. Facebook, I guess. But like, no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, she loves them both. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I love, no, I love that's them equally. Fine. I, I think people sleep on LinkedIn too much. I think you need to. LinkedIn needs a bit more love sometimes. I think LinkedIn is a big one now. Yeah. I feel like LinkedIn needs like more love from Microsoft yeah. though. Yeah, that's business manager sure. coming soon. <laughs> They've been doing that for the past like five yeah, years. Yeah, I know. Apparently, it's coming out in a few weeks. I mean, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, same. What's your favourite, Johnny? Uh, probably Facebook. Why? Because... <laughs> I, know, I, know, <laughs> I think I've asked you this like three months ago. I, I know I said it's faster to, to make campaigns, but that's one of it. It's much easier to build a Facebook campaign. Yeah. Do you think? You, okay. Yeah, because you can copy and paste stuff. Oh, like, right. copy and paste... If you build a campaign, and then you can copy the structure and then change all the audiences, whereas LinkedIn, you just need to kind of go one at a time. So it's a bit of a pain and in the backside. And then if you backside. duplicate ads on LinkedIn, they all change? Yes, I hate that. Which So it's quite frustrating. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll not go. But LinkedIn, go into that too much. people do sleep on LinkedIn. So yeah, we. I think LinkedIn's up. And, I feel like people are treating LinkedIn more and more like a social media platform in the sense of Facebook, where they put all their life updates. Yeah, yeah it's like personal definitely. branding yeah, pers- now. Uh, more personal rather than just business. Yeah, I think that's actually since COVID. I would say people are kind of. Yeah, it was a way of people keeping up, keeping their colleagues and. I suppose clients up to date as well yeah. on but what they were actually com- doing. Yeah, people complain a lot about people bringing personal their personal Turning life into LinkedIn. Into Facebook. But I think it's abs- I think it's fine because it's people people do have a life. Yeah, but I think there's some things. That, but to be fair, I have the same opinion on Facebook though. I think there's some things that need to be kept offline. But that's just me. I saw a guy the other day posting that he was going bald on LinkedIn. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> Oh, poor guy. Who is Something he takes really Yeah, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Yeah. I'm not sure you'll know it's him that you're talking about. Anyway, okay, final one. Beach holiday or city break? Beach. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Okay, so sorry we got a bit carried away there with the uh, skydive or bungee jump. We have a a lot more to talk about than that, but we'll talk about it another time. (laughs) I feel like we could do a whole episode on that. Yeah. We can reconvene after. I'm going to do some more research into the safety, the hazards that go alongside both. The pros both. and cons of both. Mm-hmm. And then we do a team, either skydive or bungee jump. I'm not, I'll do a bungee jump. I can't do a skydive. I mean, I, do, I would do both, to be fair. I'd Good rather job. a skydive. Okay, great. Um, okay, so today <laughs> we're going to talk about the top mistakes that people make when they're setting up campaigns. Mm. I think this is quite a good topic. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this. Nice positive episode. Yeah, but you know, we're all human here. People make mistakes, don't they? So we want people to avoid them, so we're helping them out here. Okay, so I reckon we do five top mistakes and we're going to go least important first. But all still important. I would all say. All still important. Okay. I don't know what you're going to say, so. Right. Um. So number five. Am I starting? You can start if you want. Okay, Okay. we'll go with number five then. Okay, number five would be uh, probably poor planning um, before the campaign goes live, which then leads to problems further down the line. So for example, uh, if if you're not, if you haven't planned the campaign, then you might end up going live a bit late and not giving yourself enough time to get through things like the learning phase. Um, 
and that obviously leads to poor performance if you can't get out of that learning phase um, you might kind of throw it together and end up going with the wrong platform things like that um, depending on what your objective is so yeah I would say that would be number five do would you just think, be a do you lack think people of incorporate paid ads into their bigger like kind of digital marketing strategy or not or do you think that's where the issue lies like why where does this poor planning come from do people not do you not think they all they basically set a plan for the year i think people that are successful set a plan for the year and then um then they're prepared and they have a good like in our case if it was a visprom campaign they'd have like a 12-week campaign that has been planned for a couple of months before that and everything would go well um but i think you do see some people who are maybe in our case struggling with ticket sales or something and they think oh let's throw money at the problem with three weeks to go before the event and that just isn't enough time to to really be successful you can have some success and on a rare occasion you can ha have a really good campaign that's just been thrown together at the last minute but it's highly unlikely i would say that you're going to be successful with less than a month to go and you just decide to run a paid campaign because um, that's where things like you can't do any real testing of anything you can't test platforms you can't test images you can't test messaging uh, landing pages so yeah I would say probably not enough people incorporate paid activity into their year-long plans um, also you touched yeah. upon the learning phase we're talking social at the moment yeah. so how long does it take for the ads to go through the learning phase? Um, so the learning phase on Facebook, for example, is you need to have 50 or around 50 events per ad set in the space of a week. I've not just totally forgotten what the learning phase is, have I? That no, is right. That's right. I, it's my first week back in the office, I should <laughs> say, in a while. So Yeah, John just yeah. got married just got married exciting um, i know we could talk about that all day as well yeah we could it also got mentioned on a previous podcast that we've recorded this week so oh, okay. it's lots yeah. of wedding chat yeah, yeah lots of wedding chat <laughs> um but yeah so 50 50 conversion events over the space of a week per ad set um so that could take i mean it depends it usually takes a couple of weeks um so yeah do you find that clients come, like event organiser clients come to you guys kind of in a bit of a panic? They've that they've planned to do their own campaigns and they've thought, oh no, we need help. I would say yeah. I think that sometimes comes into the poor planning side of it um, is they don't know enough about paid. So when it comes to doing it, they think, oh, this looks quite straightforward. And then when it comes to setting up the tracking, for example, or your audiences, it can kind of get a bit more complicated um, and then that's probably when they panic. But we do offer 48 hour turnaround which surely helps people but... It does. I, I think the 48 hour turnaround, yeah, that that's important especially if you are briefing in late. Um, I mean even if you wanted to, like late could be considered if you're 13 weeks out and you wanted to run a 12 week campaign we'd still probably advise that you do 48 hour turnaround because that's going to mean that you do get that full 12 week kind of cycle that we see the most success out of. Um, 
so yeah it, it's just a good tool to be able to to get live quickly yeah cool okay number five that was poor planning number four audiences I think sometimes people don't utilize the audiences that the platforms offer to the best of their abilities um, for example LinkedIn um, I'm giving LinkedIn all the love today <laughs> um, their audiences are amazing I love LinkedIn audiences because there's so many possibilities with it you've got your job titles you've got member groups you've got member skills you've got company industries company names and then you've also got all of your remarketing audiences there as well that you can use um, so I think sometimes people don't realize how vast a selection of audiences LinkedIn has um, Facebook's also really good for remarketing I would say and your lookalike audiences are a lot better on that platform um, your top of the funnel audiences like your job titles and interests are slightly harder to probably define on Facebook just probably hit and miss yeah I, would say. I think they've removed a lot of targeting so it's quite difficult for us to make our audiences a, a kind of a good size um, without it being too big um, but yeah I think people probably one of the common mistakes people make is not using the correct audiences and not utilizing the audiences that the platforms offer yeah what would be your favorite linkedin audience member groups member groups because it always change like it's the same on facebook as well but whatever's working six months ago when we last spoke about yeah. audiences could be different to now so that's why i want to ask I, I like member groups because I always think that they're in the group for a reason, so they're quite active on the platform. Can you just give a bit of an overview from, of what a member group is for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah, so um, kind of similar to Facebook groups, if you've got an interest in, say for example, beauty, um, and then there's lots of beauty groups on LinkedIn, maybe for jobs, maybe for um, news, new products, and you can join those groups and basically we can retarget them um, through our ads um, that's cool which you can't do on Facebook you can't target groups on Facebook no but you can on LinkedIn they work really well on LinkedIn um, probably more for BizProm yeah they do work on XProm but you might get some irrelevant leads there yeah I think with XProm though it's sometimes harder to like there's less likely to be a group that's kind of suitable for yeah. XProm whereas with BizProm if you target in I don't know like just any industry there's usually a, a member group for a region for an industry so it it usually works quite well mm -hmm. cool okay number three number three would be spreading budget too thin i think Ooh. um which is good one yeah it could be number one to be honest but i think we may as well say that these are all very important but yeah i kind of made everyone put them in order so. yeah so we'll we'll call this three but it could be any number um yeah spreading budget too thin whether that's um running on too many platforms or running too many campaigns on the same platform just with one budget this is particularly an issue on linkedin i would say um i mean it's harder to spread budget thin on linkedin because there are minimum spend limits per campaign um so it's an issue across all platforms i mean on facebook it's it's always tough when you have say you take over an account that somebody else has managed in the past and you have a look at last year's campaigns and you see that they had five campaigns running all with like a, a daily budget of five pounds or something like that shouldn't be the case i think people are kind of just desperate to 
try everything yeah get conversions if you had a smaller budget what would your go-to platforms be mine would be facebook it wouldn't be linkedin um just because of the costs associated with it um i mean it depends on the objective maybe if it was an xprom campaign you could try linkedin um one of the things i'd do if i did have a smaller budget and we were going to run linkedin then the best thing to do is just to in my opinion go live with one type of campaign one stage of the funnel so that would usually be something further up the funnel like a top of the funnel campaign with member groups for example run 100% of your daily budget on there and then once that campaign has kind of run for a, a while and you're seeing people go to the website from that campaign or you're getting conversions from that campaign as you approach an event or the end date of the campaign then flip it and turn on remarketing just so you're not spreading yourself too thin there um, and each campaign's getting enough budget and then with Facebook you would I mean yeah Facebook's just the go-to platform if you've got a smaller budget I think um, it's more it's it's cheaper I don't want to say it's more cost effective because that's not always true uh, not if you're not converting but yeah I would try and on Facebook then run either one of like an interest audience or look like audience combined with remarketing at the same time and I feel like with Facebook you can get away with running because you need a smaller daily budget you could probably get away with running the two um, on a smaller budget Squadcast the tag digital podcast okay we're getting close to the top guys number two creatives so something that we really push here at tag is um you need really strong creatives um, and i think sometimes people just throw anything together um and then also as well videos we're big pushing big big push on videos um, especially trying to trial the new platforms like tiktok um i think we've seen that videos are performing just miles above everything else at the moment um, so it's in my opinion I'm struggling to put a campaign live without a video at the moment um, so yeah I think that's probably one of the common mistakes we make is, or what well, us personally sorry is that we see people make is um, just lack of creatives and lack of videos um, throughout their campaigns obviously that's a huge part of a campaign and surely having rubbish creative if someone does then that's going to really impact performance. Like more so on social than anything else yeah. um, because creative is everything. I mean, m messaging is important, but that isn't what somebody's first drawn to. It's the creative, um, especially if it's, if it's a video and somebody's going through like a video feed on a platform, like the video needs to be, first you need to have a video in the first place. Second of all, it needs to be engaging. It needs to follow the best practices. I think the video, a video is a really good way of getting across all your points because obviously on social you do have, you, there's not really much of a character limit um, like you have on Google, um, but I think you don't obviously want to put loads of information in the words, you want the video to kind of get all your key points across and I think it's a really easy way to do that and I don't think people realise that. I think people focus a lot more on the messaging on the ad rather than the content of the video. Yeah, and I think also being able to remarket to people that have seen a certain amount of the video as well just makes it like it would be worth it anyway because they're engaging they get the message across they convert well 
but being able to have a remarketing audience on the back of that as well mm-hmm. like it's silly did you say not, based on the amount they've watched yeah so you could have it as if somebody's watched I think it starts at three seconds yeah it starts at three uh, and then it you can have like 25% 50% um, 100% maybe five seconds or something I can't remember um, that's but, cool but yeah just based on on how much of the video they've watched and a lot of the time because we can see that information you can see that people are watching the majority of a video and um, we'd still it's still best practice to have like your branding in the first couple of seconds and things but people are watching the majority of videos i would say also a lot of people we don't want videos being five minutes long do we no the shorter the better yeah it's a tricky it's tricky though isn't it trying to fit everything you want in the one video it is but i'd say if you think about youtube like it's kind of a social platform um people manage or all these big brands manage to get their message across in them five seconds that you can't skip at the during an ad um so if it can be done on youtube which is just a video platform kind of carry them same principles across to social and if you can convey your message in the first five seconds then your ad's going to be a success yeah also what we're saying as well is if you start you have different videos at different levels of the funnel so um, at the top of the funnel, you have your more um, detailed video explaining your event, kind of your key USPs. And then the further you move down, it's more like event highlights and stuff, just trying to push. So someone who already knows about your event, they just need to see why they want, like why go back to the event. Um, so kind of event highlights works really well at the bottom of the funnel. Yeah. Ones I've seen work well for XPROM as well is like top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, kind of just have almost a, a very short, interview or like snippet of an interview yeah. with a, a former exhibitor like oh i wouldn't want to miss going back to this event again um and then bottom of the funnel can literally just be a reminder to register. to register or to exhibit yeah. i also think one of the challenges just linking to kind of the creatives and video creation is actually pulling the videos or creatives together like i think a lot of our clients struggle with that yeah, I agree. I think as well, there's a lot of um, banner sizes across social, across Google. Um, so I know it can be quite overwhelming, especially when, when you're first kicking off a project and we're obviously setting up the creative thread and we're saying, can we have X, Y and Z? Um, which is why it's good that we have our own creative service. Shameless to plug. To do that all for you. And also video creation. We do also have a service for that. But I do think that is a huge one because, like I say, people just struggle with the time. Like all of our clients are so busy organizing a handful of events, probably not just one. So it's really beneficial to be able to kind of hand over all of the assets for us to kind of pull something together. Because video really is that important now, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that goes back to one of the points we made earlier about like poor planning. That might not be down to poor planning, just somebody isn't good at planning, it's time. so yeah that's where the the creative service and the video service come in and uh, i suppose if people if people aren't confident with paid campaigns they might come to us already time poor and then we say to them we need video because it's so big right now and then they panic and that's what we obviously want to get away from um it's just if people are inexperienced with paid campaigns understandably because they've got 300 things to do then we can kind of take that make their life a bit easier and take that off their hands Okay, cool. So, 
Dun dun dun. Drum roll, please. Um. <laughs> okay, thanks. Right. Oh God, the suspense is really getting this me. This is my biggest pet peeve, I think. Okay. Do you want to? I'll, I'll let you jump into okay, it. Okay, I'm excited. Setting campaigns live without tracking. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Why? Yeah. Why would you do it? Because then you can't see what your campaigns are doing. Because people panic. No, people are just like, I need to just do something. Yeah, I think it's a mix of things. I think it's either, yeah, just wanting to get something live or sometimes tracking maybe is set live on, like you can see maybe on a previous year, we might take over an account and it's an event where usually they'd expect to have like, I don't know, a thousand people going, but they've got 40,000, 50,000 conversions that are set up as ticket sales. And when you're looking back at a previous year and you're seeing that, you instantly know that something's wrong. So a lot of the time, maybe tracking is set up, but it's, it's just set up for like a page view on the home page or something like that. Um, which, yeah, it's, I, I don't understand why anybody would do I such can a think thing. of something. It's difficult for people to do on their own. Yeah. Yeah. They I've, might not know how. I think of of all of the things that we do as part of our job, when you first come into this industry as like your career, your job, um, tracking is the thing that probably takes the longest to get your head around because there's an infinite amount of ways that tracking could be set up um, for, for anything. So it doesn't matter if it's a, a registration or a form fill or it could be tracking for, for something else. Um, there's obviously a lot of third party sites where people set up like registration platforms and things and everything's different to set up. Um, I can imagine people just want to get in results, have a successful event, but then you come back to the next year, speedy car going past, <laughs> um, you come back the next year and you think, what worked? Uh -oh. That's uh -huh. The main thing for me is when we're doing the optimizations for the campaign and a client's asking you, for example, what can we do to improve the campaign, get more conversions in? And I don't know where the conversions are coming from. So I don't know how to optimize the campaigns because I could optimize the campaigns in the entirely wrong way and just go back, just go backwards, not actually get any conversions. So that's, it's really important for us to have tracking for these reasons. And like you said, Steph, going back um, for previous years to see what worked. I get it's difficult, but it just makes everything a lot easier. Yeah. There was a time after the iOS update last year, that was last like April, I want to say, uh, where we couldn't do conversion tracking on third party websites on Facebook. So we were left going live for a very short amount of time. We were yeah. going live with link clicks campaigns and then trying to optimize based on what we could see from Google Analytics. And it was, I mean, messy. It, messy, yeah. <laughs> it was a car crash. Um, thankfully, we can now track on third-party sites, so that Ooh. isn't an issue anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I think setting campaigns live without tracking is definitely the biggest no-no when it comes to social campaigns or any campaigns. You need to know how to measure success from that campaign. Amen. Squadcast. <laughs> Tag Digital Podcast.
Thanks, guys, so much for that. I actually really enjoyed that. That was exciting. The suspense. Exciting. What's exciting? Dun, 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 top five. They are all massive, aren't they? Yeah, they're so, all just as important as each other. Yeah. We just rank them in because our opinion. It, yeah, in our yeah. opinion, I think. Our uh, professional uh, opinion. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> a spreading budget too thin would be my number one. But I mean, they're it's... also kind of pet peeves, aren't they? They're just things which, when campaigns get handed over to us, it's just like, please. Yeah, yeah. but that's what the purpose of this episode is about, to avoid these mistakes happening in the future, hopefully. Um, if they do happen, it's, it's not the end of the world for some of them. Um, things like poor planning can be addressed by... 48 hour turnaround um we can also look to i mean there are, there are ways around it rubbish audiences can obviously be fixed um so these things aren't the end of the world it's just things to to look out for yeah definitely things to bear in mind and think about well in advance i suppose as well so thanks guys for joining us and thanks kirsty i hope you enjoyed your debut thanks for having me and we'll catch you all soon squadcast the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.